Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, wonderful podcast family. It is tremendous to be back with you here once again for another episode. We have got a treat for you today. We have the man, Lee Harris. Uh, This episode is really amazing. I entitled it on YouTube. If you watch it there, it's called Living, Loving, and Awakening with Lee Harris. He is an intuitive guide, a channel, and a leader in spiritual development. Um, I've recently came across his work because we're both going to be at the Conscious Media Festival in Austin. Uh, That's March 2nd to 4th. So if anybody wants to go there, we're both going to be there. And Lee's going to be channeling the Z's with Regina Meredith, which I'm super stoked about. And he's going to be... talking about that in the podcast and you know going into depth in austin um so this is an amazing episode lee is really grounded he's really wise he's really humble um and he's been doing the work for a long time so he really knows what he's talking about so we get into it and we talk about his unique upbringing we talk about the importance of taking breaks when needed uh why you are needed now getting into balance the myth of feeling alone in the light world lee's thoughts on jim carrey the balance between masculine and feminine, why imperfection is in fact perfection, and why he's stoked to go to Austin and be a part of the Conscious Media Festival, which I am stoked as well. I'm going to be doing a Sunday event that's kind of secretive with Sandra Walter. That's going to be amazing. There's going to be Dan Winter there. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people there. So it's going to be fantastic. We would love to see anybody uh, that feels the call to, to see in Austin in, in real space and time. So um, I've had a few emails about that. You can go to consciousmediafestival.com and check that out if, if you're interested. Um, but this episode is is awesome. And I know you're going to love it. I want to thank you guys for uh, supporting the show. There's been a bunch of you leaving reviews. I so appreciate that. And I set up a Patreon because of like people just kept telling me to do it. So I did it. And, you know, you guys, some of you have supported me already, and I was kind of surprised, really, really grateful for that. So I just want to thank you uh, specifically to Lisa Simmons, because she was the first. That made me feel good. Um, Jamie Barker, Sarah Blumquist, Griffin Black, Stefan Bunch, Sean Fitzgerald, my homie who's been supporting me for a long time. Love you, bro. Um, Julie Wingard, we met at Burning Man and hugged it out. Uh, Corbin Tomlinson and Carl and you guys have all hooked it up so thank you so much so if you want to support the show you can use uh um patreon if you want um go visit the sponsors at mattbelair.com forward slash store you've got free stuff over there discounts things like sync tuition the resonant science foundation the arc crystal eye pyramids secret energy which i don't talk about enough which is fantastic seven bomars a mind blower so check out the store it's amazing if you want to sign up for the email list um you can do that and, um, you know, there's a free lucid dreaming if you go to forward slash lucid dreaming and just be a part of the email list and the community and follow me on social media, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and this uh, review reviews are easy and they're really, really helpful. Um, this one was left this week from what uh, Mitt 
what am I to do? Oh God, <laughs> what am I to do? I should have read that first. Um, so it says, uh, the examined life. Uh, the conversation that Matt and his guests always have make you think about what you know and understand about this life. They challenge your beliefs and really make you reflect on what your reality is. I've been listening to Matt during my commute for about a month now. Each episode I listen to, I have to stop it a few times to digest what was just said. It's truly a podcast that feeds your mind, spirit, and soul. That is the examined life that is worth exploring. Thanks for what you do, Matt. So appreciate it. So thank you so much from what am I to do? Um, I'm just reading it from like really squinty uh, notepad over here, just struggling through, but uh, should have read that before. But yeah, I appreciate that. So, you know, just uh, leaving reviews is super duper helpful. So thank you for all that. Um, Just so much love and appreciation for you guys. And um, so before we get into it, I think I covered everything. Uh, Let us just come into a state of, of quick coherence. And all you need to do is set the intention in three deep breaths. So let's do it. So wherever you are, eyes open, driving, whatever you're doing, just stop. Set the intention to come into peace and coherence. Taking a deep breath in through your nose, imagining powerful universal light coming in and filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. Just come into the present moment now. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Taking another deep breath in through your nose, imagining this light coming down from the universe just showering your entire being and light from the earth coming up and supporting you, loving, powerful energy. And just let that breath out slowly. And now take another deep breath in through your nose and focus your attention on your heart and think about one thing that you're truly grateful for. Could be a friend, family, could be for eyesight, could be for a job, for a partner. And just feel deep love and gratitude now. As you feel this love and gratitude, I want you to send it out. Love, gratitude, forgiveness, and caring and support. I want you to send that energetic frequency to your friends, to your families, to your coworkers, to everybody you've ever met. Send that energy out to your city, to your country, and to the entire planet. Just sending out all of your love, support, gratitude to all beings on the planet. And as you do, just imagine this energy start to come back to you, magnified with all the unique signatures of all sentient life on the planet. And just allow yourself to be showered with love and peace and kindness and support. This deep love and appreciation for yourself too. Being in a powerful state of mind, connected with spirit and life in all things. So there you go. Thank you so much for coming on this episode. I know you're going to love it. So let's get into it with Lee Harris. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Master Mind, Body, and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest began doing intuitive readings out of his home in England in 2004 as a part time healer. Now, based in California, He has built his company, Lee Harris Energy, into the multimedia, worldwide event company, and production house it is today. Leading an eight-member international team, he is passionate about grounding creative spirituality into these challenging times. He is also determined to see people experience impactful and abundant lives while supporting each other through community. Leading a vibrant online community, he reaches over 100 thousand people around the planet every month 
His weekly energy updates broadcast on YouTube have received over 3.5 million views to date and offer practical guidance for navigating daily life with clarity, empowerment, and optimism. His acclaimed Soul Magic Retreats, Energy Mastery Retreats, and Energy Tune-Up Seminars held around the globe are adventures into the deepest aspects of living, loving, and awakening. Welcome to the show, Lee Harris. What's up, Lee? Hi, Matt. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, pleasure. You know, I was interesting because I was reading your bio and I stumbled on the number. I was like, is that a hundred thousand or is that a million? Uh, either way, it's a, it was a lot of people, man. I, uh, you're you're really getting the word out there. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? These things grow, and um, it's interesting hearing your bio read out because it's not something that you normally, you know, um, think about. It sounds it sounds like a lot, but it's, I feel like I need to lie down. But um, you know, like everything, it all happens very slowly, one one step, one brick at a time. So yeah, I'm I'm really grateful to do the work I do. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, we were we were chatting a little bit before the show, just you know, a little bit new to your work and and browsing it, and and I just had a an instant respect for how long you've been doing it. it that's kind of what happens when you've been doing it over time. It starts to accumulate. You're really walking the path. You're you know, you're following what your service is, and now it's starting to really um, amplify. And it's a very heart-centered mission, very heart-centered messages. You know, I, I watched your December update. I thought it was really, really great, very informative. So do you just want to start with a little bit of background for those who might not know who you are and how you got mm -hmm. here today? And then we can explore cool. all the incredible things you're working on. Yeah, so um, probably like all of your listeners and watchers, um, my spiritual path found me very strongly at a, a kind of key time in my life when I when I needed it desperately. So, you know, I grew up in England. Um, I have a very loving family. Um, but as a kid, I was kind of tormented by stuff. And I, I now realize in retrospect I was very sensitive, very empathic, and very intuitive. But because I was born into, like most most people, depending on their age, I guess, uh, listening to this, I was born into a s circumstances where that stuff wasn't understood or talked about or overtly explored. I turned it on myself. So my my thing really from a young age was I came wired for expression and creativity. And when I could be expressed and creative, I was good. And when I couldn't, I was in torture, really. Um, that sounds dramatic. I now look back at how I was experiencing life, and I can see that that kid was kind of tortured in those moments. Um, so what happened was I, I developed compulsive eating as one of the ways to deal with the level of emotion I was feeling that I couldn't navigate in the world and that other people weren't talking about. You know, So uh, people come up and they say, you say, oh, how are you? And they're like, yes, I'm fine, thanks, I'm really fine. And I would feel this distortion, but I didn't at that point understand I was feeling a distortion. It was like what people were saying was not matching up with what I was feeling was going on in the room. So I, I did the good old stuff yourself uh, path of overeating. I was about three or four inches shorter than I am now when I was 15 and a half, and I was 60 pounds overweight. Um, my mom took me to Weight Watchers age 10. So I always now look back on it and laugh because I was like the, not only the only guy, but I was 10 years old in a room full of women um, at Weight Watchers. And of course, at that age, uh, you're a bit of a novelty. And um, I remember being in those rooms where 
women were talking about their emotions and I thought, well, my life really isn't that different because, you know, <laughs> I've always been super close to women and I, I, I feel very male, female in myself. I have massive memories of being a woman in past life. So, so I always think of myself as kind of, you know, in a way, I, I think I got led there for that reason, just to start communing with women who were talking about their feelings very early on. Um, and also men too, but as we know, as guys, that was less welcomed. Certainly, I was born in 76, so I'm 41 now. I think the younger generation is far easier, but um, I think guys are beginning to be allowed to express themselves. So long story short, um, theatre was my outlet. I could shapeshift into other people. Um, I couldn't play myself because I had not much of a sense of identity really um, and I certainly didn't have a sense of personal identity that I knew how to portray on a stage you know that's a common thing for empaths you know you don't you often don't really know who you are other people might be able to describe you but you're not really sure um, but I was really good at shamanically shape-shifting into another person so I theatre was like my outlet um, all through my teens and I went to drama school in England to complete that training was very on the fence about doing it, but really why I went to that course was it was just brilliantly holistic. I learned five rhythms there. Um, we did really psychological mask work. Uh, there were some brilliantly shamanic teachers. And so during that three years, I completed my training, but was beginning to get really activated and woken up to my own intuition. And that really set me on a path um, of avidly going to as many self-growth workshops as I could in my early 20s. Um, reading as many metaphysical books as I could and having people tell me, oh, you're really intuitive and kind of like, no, I don't know what you're talking about, you know, kind of brushing it off and not understanding it. But then I had this pivotal experience um, where I heard the voice of my guides and it was really clear. I'd heard of this thing called channeling. A friend had taken me to a channeler and I sat there and studied him because, you know, I'd not only acted, I'd also directed theatre. So I'm really good at seeing authentic performance. You know, I can tell when someone's inhabited in their role and I can tell when someone is showing us their character. And I was sat there with this guy and I was thinking, well, why is he putting on this voice and why has he got his eyes closed? There were lots of criticisms I had as to why he would choose to be doing this performance of channeling. What he was saying was quite wise, but I remember coming away and thinking, why isn't he just, and I didn't really understand until it happened to me, that when you channel and you hear your guides or you bring your guides through, it is quite different. Um, and so I became a channeler um, privately just for the people who knew that I could um, hear my guides. And I would either, I, at a certain point, I started to bring them through my own voice, but until then, I would repeat what I could hear in my head. Um, so you and I would be sitting for coffee uh, and you would say, oh, man, I'm having some real trouble with, you know, uh, you know, my relationship right now. And I would just get donked on the head because that used to happen to me all the time before I did this and owned this as, as part of who I was. And I would give you the message and, you know, it would usually work for people. So long story short, a friend said you should do this for people. You should do readings. And that was 2004. And I said no 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 and she said oh, I'll send you out to my newsletter and uh, she did and um, the rest was history I did the first 60 readings in 60 days and over time two things happened number one I got suddenly thrust into the channeling world which I didn't even know existed I certainly wasn't looking to be a channeler 
I was embarrassed <laughs> about it. You know, I had very normal friends and uh, theatre friends and non-theatre friends. And, you know, the, like, I think I didn't tell my family I was doing readings for about a year um, until it got to the point where it was almost hard to explain why I was working so much and like running off to the room with the laptop. And I kind of got to the point where I was like, oh, shit, I really need to own up to this now. But I was deeply uncomfortable about it and very worried about um, public reaction against me. You know, I'd been the fat kid. I'd realized I wasn't heterosexual, that I was gay or mostly gay kind of at the age of 16, 17. And that was really inconvenient. So I was like, oh, geez, not a third thing. Come on, give me a break. Um, so, 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 you know, it was weird. I kind of got, I, I was trying to be a musician. I was trying to be a singer songwriter. Um, and I was trying hard to make that career work. And then over on the right, this thing just happened around me. And, um, the longer I was in the channeling world, two things happened. Number one, my own personal intuition just grew in confidence and in size. And number two, as much as I think channeling is incredibly powerful, um, like anything, it's not the whole picture. And so what I noticed in these workshops is there would be a group of people who would go to these workshops and use them really wisely, integrate the messages, add it to all the other things they were doing in their life and they would have profound shifts. And then there would be other people who were just relying on channeling constantly. They weren't necessarily um, looking after themselves physically in the way that the channeling was advising them to. They weren't necessarily knowing how to apply this stuff to their lives. And I could see this gap and it bothered me because I'd come from a self-growth background um, where really I'm, I'm, you know, I'm passionate about there's always more to us and we can uncover that. So I was like, okay, well, channeling does something to your frequency. It does something to your energy field. But for some people, it's expanding them and lifting them out of their bodies. Then when they come back down to their bodies, they don't know how to alchemize it. So that was when I got really passionate about speaking about energetics and intuition and trying to, to the best of my ability, bring that down to as mainstream a language as I could. Um, obviously, when you're dealing with some of these terms and, and things, it's not like every single person in the world is ever going to um, relate to this stuff. Certainly, the, the terms can be barriers, but to the best of my ability, I try and ground and, and be a bridge between um, the spiritual world and the human world, because I know for me personally, um, it's useless to me unless I can turn it into something in my life. I mean, it's one thing to be inspired and it's one thing to lift out of my energy field. And I've done that many times, but unless it's improving my life in a way that then allows me to help improve the lives of others, because my big truth, having worked with tens of thousands of people one-on-one -on -one and in workshops over the last uh, 12 years is when we open up to who we are here to be, we become benevolent to the planet. Now, for some people, they become super generous. And for other people, they become super generous in a very small targeted way to their passion of organic gardening. And that in itself is going to ripple out to everybody else. So I think whenever we think of that generosity, we can get misled and think that has to look extrovert or um, far reaching. I'm a big believer in you know, the grandmother who is raising that one child who is going to go into the world and do incredible things. That's her contribution. And then Oprah Winfrey, who is affecting gazillions of people around the planet. That's her contribution. 
but for me it's always arguable as to which is better because they're just different roles same vibration same contribution different scale different set of circumstances so that's really my passion now that 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 helping people alchemize this stuff and make what can seem conceptual or foreign um, relatable and useful incredible incredible you touched on a lot of amazing things there and it was nice to hear the background and it's so common because you know let's say for me sharing to my friends who are unfamiliar with let's say channeling our psychic powers and they think it's strange right and and when you hear somebody who does it i can really relate to um that because if i all of a sudden developed that ability or you know somebody like bashar or it got really intense even with doing this podcast i guarantee you i would be extremely nervous about telling people because that people already think i'm weird so yeah so you know what i mean so i can totally see the process it's it, and people get thrown in it's not like you know yeah i'm gonna do this and people are gonna think i'm cool it's like oh no this is happening I got to figure this out and people want me to tell you about it. So it's, you know, I've, I really love knowing the origin story and I love how you're talking about bringing the worlds and bridging the gap. You know, you have people can tend to want to look so, for something outside of themselves, have that as the thing. And it's really just guiding. We're getting information, but you have to integrate the work. That's the most important thing. And that's where you're going to get the results. So, you know, at the beginning, we we're talking about taking action and, and I know that you have a new online course coming up. And uh, so I was wondering if you want to talk about either the course coming up, um, taking action or anything that I ranted about there, because I know I already have about 10 questions, so we can go anyway. So I'll let you right. kind of take it where you want to. I love it. I love it. And you know, it is true. I, I, I hear that a lot, what you've just said. Um, I've even, there are even people I know in, in, in this field who privately channel for themselves and they're like, I'm not telling people that <laughs> they, they confide in me and they're always like, oh, you're so, you're so fearless. And I'm like, I'm not fearless at all. Trust me. It's like, you know, it, you go through stuff with this. Um, one thing that hits me about what you just said that I, that I, that really helped me, Oprah Winfrey interviewed Esther Hicks and I did not know about Esther Hicks for about the first eight years I was channeling. And I've been channeling publicly for four years doing readings, but two years videos and audios. And, and she got introduced to me and she really felt like home. It was the first channeler I'd seen that reminded me of my guides, who I refer to as the Z's, because they gave a bunch of names with different, uh, all beginning with Z. So I just call them the Z's to group them together. It's easiest. And there was this interview with Esther and Oprah on the radio and Oprah said, I've been a fan of Abraham and your work for over a decade and it influences me. I use it daily. She said, I've got the books. She said, I can't have you on the TV show. She said, I can have you on the radio show. This was in 2008. She said, I can't have you on the TV show because the mainstream isn't ready for it yet. She said, I know they will be, but I can't do it yet. And that was like almost 10 years ago. Um, so I get it. And, um, I think the reason I'm careful about how much, there's two things I'm careful about and that I monitor. I'm not just a channeler. I'm not just like Esther. She is just a channeler. So every video you see of her, you know what you're getting. I'm very mindful of how much video footage there is of me out there channeling only because I don't want my face and voice to get hijacked visually for people when I'm also somebody who is an energy teacher. 
So I'm very conscious of that and my team know that and, and we do things very um, particularly around that. So if you engage with the work in a deeper way, there is audio of the channeling. Obviously, I channel live at events um, as well. So it's interesting when Gaia TV called um, and Regina Meredith wanted me to go on that show. Definitely that was like, oh, OK, I love Regina, so I'll do anything for Regina. But definitely whenever I go on her show, it's a different level of exposure. So I think what you said about channeling holds true. Um, the action piece for me, I mean, I don't think anybody listening to this is devoid of awareness of how intense things have become. Now, if you've been tracking prophecies and um, if you've been tracking intuitive information about this period that we're in, it's no surprise to the mind. However, it's a big bloody surprise to the body sometimes. You know, I mean, me too. It's like actually living through this experience uh, is, is something else. And it's something that we all have to calibrate to. So the one thing that I've been talking about a lot in the last two years is Yes, we're becoming more multidimensional. And we often hear that word and make it esoteric. But the truth is, we're becoming multidimensional in all ways, meaning on any given day, you're surfing between multiple extremes. You know, the Harvey Weinstein stuff that came out and all of the um, sexual predator issue that has been coming out and, and really like rising to the surface, the PTSD, the victimhood, um, all of those emotions that have been silenced in people for so long, now coming up to the surface. I'm living in Malibu and it's heartbreaking. We've had people evacuating from their homes because of these wildfires 30 minutes from us. Um, we had bags packed um, by the door and the cat box ready to go You know, a few days ago. We've put it away now, but who knows, we might have to pick it up again. Um, these extremes that are going on on the planet in so many different ways, it's like, how much can you handle on a daily basis? So for me, what I've really been called to be a messenger of, and the Z's have been saying this a lot, um, the, the biggest thing they've been saying is you are needed and now is the time. So I'm a big believer in if you're somebody who feels like you're here to make a difference on the planet or you're a soul led person or you're, you know, you are, there are different terms people identify with. Some people identify with the idea of being a light worker. And of course, like any identification, we have to be mindful of the shadow side of that. You know, some light workers can egoically go off on that and separate themselves from the rest of the world, and that can be unhelpful. Um, but these terms tend to be directional points for people. And so the light workers or the people who feel like they're here for this transition, they're here for this change. There are some of you that will be on the floor or going, oh, Jesus, this is really intense and I just need to lie down. And I'm always like, great, lie down. If you feel like you need to lie down, lie down. Oh, but Lee, I can't lie down because there's so many things needed. And look at this new news story and my friend. And I'm like, yeah, and you're not going to be any good to anybody until you lie down for a moment. Sometimes we learn that if we lie down for 10 minutes, 10 minutes is enough. But if we never lie down and we keep avoiding lying down for two months because we think that we should be doing stuff, we get burnout and then we're lying down for two months. And um, I'm a big believer in honor the feelings that are coming up because all of us are going through this emotional flush in response to whether it's the Weinstein stuff, whether it's the fires, whether it's what's going on politically. There's a multitude of things to keep us occupied right now vibrationally. 
But for me, the big lesson that's been coming for me from the Z's and that I'm really aligning with is hold your vibration, hold your vibration and recognize when your vibration is taken off. Recognize when your energy is hijacked. Recognize when you are hijacking your own energy because of an old pattern that you've had for 20 years that used to work that now doesn't. So to me, these times are really on, like in terms of our awareness being heightened, in terms of our energy being heightened, the call is to action. So you have to honor where you feel inactive. And then slowly, as you look after yourself and support your emotional field, as it is going through its response to everything happening on the planet, you then start to settle again and your nervous system starts to go, oh great, you're not trying to kill me. You're actually going to look after me during these crazy times and you're also going to give me the moments to be quiet. Okay, great. I'm calm now. Now you can go and talk to Matt about what he needs to talk to you about and be useful for 10 minutes. And being useful is a big thing for me. Um, I used to hear my mom say that a lot, and so I know I've got that in my programming. But there's nothing nicer for me than being useful, actually. And of course, the shadow side of that is you, you have to make sure that you uh, aren't living on that, or that you can also experience what is it like to just sit there in your garden for a week. And I certainly did some periods of inertness in 2016. Um, but, but for now, how useful can you be to people and the planet and surrendering your idea of what that may have looked like, which I think is what on a world level is the shockwave that has been going around the last few years. It's like, oh, I didn't think it would look like this. Well, it does. So take as long as you need to cry, to grieve, to feel overwhelmed, to feel exhausted. Honor all of those feelings because they will pass if you truly honor them. And then you'll get back up on your feet and you'll go, oh, okay, there's some shit to do down here. Let's get stamped, let's get cracking, you know? And so I feel really um, quite lit up about that truth. Um, and I feel really lit up about helping other people do that. Um, one of the big things for me is, is giving others like yourself or myself the courage and the tools to trust that they're needed in whatever way they think they're needed, whether they think they need to do a podcast three times a day that's all about this one area topic and they're nervous about doing it. I'm like, hell, go for it. Great. Let's work through all the problems. Let's work through the resistances. I can save you some time because I've been through <laughs> pretty much all of them in the 14 years I've been doing this work. Um, but we're needed. And that, that, that really feels like the biggest thing I've been called to be a messenger of this past year. And, and I, I feel that really is going to be the work I'm serving in the next two to three year period. I'm, I really want to be there for those who are needed and help them do their work in the world. That feels really important to me. Amazing. Awesome, man. Well, you touched on a lot of great points there. I feel for me personally, going through my journey and say, just kind of looking at the world and, and how I could support it for a long time there's so much let's say wrong with it and then you know i'll, I'll look at all the war and, and all the problems and i'll and i'll think on one hand oh there's there's so much here to fix and i'll put the world on my shoulders and then sometimes i'll hear a great you know speaker or philosopher and they'll say something along the lines of why do you think the, there's anything wrong with the world it's there's nothing wrong with it it's your your perception of the world and so i'm like okay well maybe that's the case 
And where I've kind of come from is is a little bit of what you're touching on is it's balance where I can't put the world on my shoulders and I can contribute and I can contribute in the way that I feel I want to contribute. So when you mentioned the woman who does the garden and that's for her fulfilled and that's her thing and that's her contribution, maybe she inspires other people to eat clean vegetables. She's eating clean vegetables. She's connecting with the earth. Nobody's saying that you got to be Oprah you need to be yourself. And and so because we're getting such a catalyst on the planet and from everything that I've read on the prophecies and things like that, whether Barbara Marciniak is a channel, uh, she is, you know, bringers of the dawn. I, I feel like I'm from the Pleiadian star system. That, that feels good to me, you know, uh, maybe not. I don't I don't freaking know. Um, but I just, I, I've read and I resonate with it. And I've had these experiences that are out of body that are beyond mine. And when I look at all of these prophecies saying the same thing, looking at the world and how much has changed, and the big change among many is access to the internet. When I was talking to my friend Ian the other day, uh, shout out Ian, he's the man. Um, we were always talking about guests in the podcast, and our parents didn't have access to the internet. So we can check something now, and then we can learn, and then we can have a conversation where Maybe that's kind of how things are working, where we had the battle before. It's one way versus another way, but you can't fact check. Well, now we have this opportunity to let all of this darkness come to the come to the surface, go through it in our own way, alchemize it in our own way, go through our own process uh, with honesty and integrity. And then once you're feeling solid, right, if you need to lie down, I like that you said that because sometimes I'll get so overwhelmed with the – all the things I'm doing, I'll literally just lie down with my face, you know, and I'm just like, just leave me here for like a bit, you know, and I'll, and I'll get up and, and move forward. So um, I think that you're touching on really, really important things. And I guess I'd ask because we're, we're talking on, you know, big uh, level subjects. How do you feel for somebody viewing the world now to to like, well, how do you feel the world's going to be shifting? You know, do, do you feel like when they say ascension, the way that I see the ascension going is a lot of crap coming to the top because this Harvey Weinstein from my research is, is the tip of the iceberg. We're going to oh, yeah. explore. I mean, We're going to see. He's, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's going to get, you know, the horrific stuff on this planet is, is just so dark and we have to see it and go through. And this is going to be a process. So for me, it's a very individual process of kind of learning to swim in this higher reality as we're kind of getting out of this trudge. And then from that will be beauty, love, support, and collaboration. And I was just wondering if you have any insights of how you feel if the things are going to play out and how one can navigate these these changing energies. And, you know, it's it's if anything, we're getting rapid change, and that's mm -hmm. going to continue. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't... I, I, I won't claim to know um, because that's not, I don't have an end line vision. I, you know, I, I've never been given a vision like that. And even if I was, I don't know if I would ever publicly put it out there because uh, I don't always think those things are helpful. Sometimes they are, but, um, but what I do feel very strongly, I think you summed it up beautifully, actually. Um, the one thing that the Z's have been saying a lot is that the 2018 to 2024 period is pivotal and huge. They've been saying that for a while, um, for a few years, and we're now right on it. And um, I don't think anybody 
could look at the last year or two on the planet and disagree, oh, wow, this is very different. Um, so for me, I feel like we're right now in the heart of everything that a lot of us have been waiting for. And I say that with some hesitation because I don't mean that with any disrespect to anybody who right now, you know, is going through suffering because of that. Because as we all know, suffering is, is a very dark place to be in and it's born of the darker energies on this planet that we've all come through. So um, what comes to mind for me is there are multiple timelines always. And the one thing that the Z's told me about six months ago in some private channeling I was doing, which they then shared publicly in, in a similar way um, at an event I was doing, was they said, you guys have no idea how many negative timelines have already been averted. And when I heard that, that really kind of shook in my body because I here's what here's where I think it's difficult. And you 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 named this brilliantly. You talked about, well, doesn't look good. And if I'm in that part of my mind, it looks really jacked up. And then I go over here and I'm in trust and love. That's what I meant about we're multidimensional and yet we've all been trained to be linear. So I, I've learned for myself that until I learn to honor all of the voices in my head, which might be different and to not let any of them be in the lead if they come up for an hour, but instead to go, oh, that's interesting, Lee. You're looking at this fire thing and, and feeling terrible about it and you're in emotion about it for what's going on for people very close to you. And then an hour later, I'm like, okay, what can we do? How can we support? How can we help? They're two different parts of me. They're connected and they're part of a continuum. But I think we get into this idea of, well, I should think this or I should think this. And the internet's a gift and we're taking in more information and stimulation than we've ever done biologically. The Z's once said, there is nothing in your in your codes, in your body, um, in your DNA, that's, that, that it's not that we weren't ready to process this because we were, but we, there's no history. So there are certain histories that we replay, like Matt, you're having an argument with a friend. You're like, oh yeah, wow, I had a really bad argument in the 14th century with this other friend. So I have that in my body. I know what an argument's like now. It's happening over text and email back then. It was a hammer to the face, you know? Because um, I think the thing I always try and remember is how bad things were. Like, it's easy for us yeah. to, to forget. When you go back into history, it was barbaric at times. So um, for me, as much as I can be objective and step back, when I have a reaction, I honor the reaction, I let the reaction pass through my body and I try not to act on it in my mind. Of course, I'm human, I don't always succeed, but I know that's what I have to try and adopt. I know that's the place to kind of, as much as I can, hold my focus. Um, I think my instinct about it is, as we sit here is, you know, I do feel for all the people who are a bit under the wave right now, because I've certainly been under the wave at various points myself in the last six years. Um, but I can, it feels to me like 20% of the, the people tuning in on this podcast, um, are probably right now under the wave and super emotional and really unsure how the hell to deal with all of the stimulation. And the one thing I always say to any of you who that feels like your truth, um, you can figure this out. If you're somebody who is regularly overwhelmed, then you need to figure out what you're missing around balance 
around boundary and around strength. So Matt, you and I were talking about martial arts. One of the things I've recommended for years to any of the people I've worked with who are highly empathic and highly sensitive is I've said, go and do some self-defense training, go and do martial arts. And usually they're horrified, um, but I explain why I'm, why I'm doing it. I'm, I, I know for myself when I weight lift, my feminine and very sensitive side feels a bit safer inside my body and is not as responsive or reactive because there is a part of me that physically is a bit more capable and a bit stronger and it gives me a balance. If you're somebody who feels unsafe in the world, if you feel overly sensitive, if you feel vulnerable to everything, going and training in self-defense or martial arts is going to physically and energetically reactivate the warrior in you because I don't believe anybody is here by mistake but I do believe that we all have certain gifts and certain challenges that we have to learn to master and none of us escape that. You know, you look at Oprah who, she's a great example because she's very public. She's what we would call quote unquote successful. She's on her path, she's serving millions and she's going, you know what? I struggle with the weight. I struggle with this. I struggle, I think the old school self-growth spirituality used to edit out the struggle bit and go, oh, it's all great. You can get here, you can reach here, but there is a real diversity on this planet. And so I feel like as we go through the next 10 years, there is an opportunity to de-align with the suffering and the darkness that we personally have imbibed on our own journeys and to start to become part of the solution on the light and the love side while also lying down every now and then because you're just horrified because something that you're seeing in the news totally takes you back to when you were 22 and you had that huge argument with your dad and either you feel like your dad was too hard on you or you're suddenly mortified because you're like, oh my God, I wish I had more awareness back then. I was really mean to him and I thought I was right. You know, so I think it goes both ways for all of us. I know for myself, there are there are several times I've wished I could go back in time and talk to certain people and go, God, I wish I'd had more skill then. I wish I'd been able to handle that better because I could handle it better now. But then I have to go, you know what? It's a continuum. We're all learning. We're all doing our best. Um, and I think this next 10 years, if you feel like you're sinking, that 20% that I spoke to you, my message is figure it out now. Spend the next 12 months, write an intention that says, in the next 12 months, I will clear this depression, I will feel purposeful. And you write that if you're feeling unpurposeful. And if you're feeling chronically lonely, I will find community. One of the biggest myths I hear from light workers over and over again is, oh, I'm isolated, I'm alone. Now that can be true for periods of our time, but I see too many people using that as an excuse or a barrier and not actually doing the investigative work to go, why aren't I manifesting community? Why do I think that the person that I need as a friend has to know about the Pleiades? Because my big thing about people is I don't care what spiritual knowledge you've got. If you're an open person and you're in your heart, I'm in. <laughs> it, that doesn't always follow with spiritual people because I've met many spiritual people who are very metaphysical, very concept based, but they've got a lot of stuff going on in their personality that makes it hard to truly connect with them. So. For me, um, spirituality is not the important thing for my tribe. It's can I connect with them? And if I can't connect with them, is there something in the way from their side? Or is there something in me that they're teaching me? I'm like, oh, wow, Lee, that was a bit defensive. Why did that person make you feel defensive? Let's let's just reflect on that for a moment tomorrow or today or and see if I can just loosen that. Sorry, that was very round the houses, Matt, but that was what came out my mouth. So. 
Perfect. I loved it. It was great, man. Yeah, I, I, I think that what you said was really beautiful, and there was a lot of great points in there. And and um, okay, so it, it brought up a lot. And I, the first thing I'll talk about is is the most personal would be the martial arts thing. I think that for me, growing up as a martial artist and mastering that external form, the masculine, has given me that courage and armor to say very feminine things you know if you've read my instagram and you go through any of those posts it's all about love and kindness and community and if i wasn't confident in my shell if i wasn't confident in my being i don't think that i would have the courage to do that um and you know because in the masculine side of it right because i de definitely have a very strong masculine warrior type you know, I'll grab you by the neck and end you if you're doing something terrible, right? Like I will do that. And I have that through every part of my being even more than the feminine side. And it's like, well, if you're going to, I don't know, talk crap about me on, on Instagram and say I'm a wuss for writing something about love or whatever, it's like, buddy, come here. Say that to my face. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not going to do it. You know, I'm a bearded, you know, bearded mm -hmm. martial arts, but it does, but it talks about rounding it, right? If you're yeah. really feminine, there's, there's some, there's some benefits from getting masculine energy. If you're going around and you're, you're masculine, it's always like hiding something I find, you know, and mm -hmm. from growing up a man, a lot of the, you know, men, like you said, your generation, we're, we're about 10 years apart. And there's a big gap in those 10 years on yeah. the freedom to uh, express an emotion right and yeah. so you know i think that probably a lot of my friends are like wow he's really he talks about his feelings a lot <laughs> and yeah. my mom you know luckily was very loving and and it's a really great point to to build up that strength and and to build up that balance within yourself is is very powerful and another few concepts that you really talked about um were you know honoring life when we're seeing this duality right and the timeline splits and it's all bad right every time we look ever since they could give us that little tube of television it's always been bad duck and cover duck and cover you know have you ever seen those 1960s or 50s where they're they were doing uh propaganda for one of the wars and the, the commercials are so overt and so terrible and if you imagine just living your daily life on a farm you've never had a tv or, or a newspaper everything's always fine everything is always fine you know barring farm problems but then this little tube comes in the television and now it's telling you that it's not fine and that's how these things are created. It's almost like an, an entity attaching to you. It's a thought idea. It's a thought form that is damaging. And so it's very critical where you get your information. If you consistently watch the news and you think it's true, it is damaging because you keep thinking about this same, the same thing all the time. And so what I've been kind of coming to grips with, with a few of the podcasts and, and, and everything, it's that I'm only going to experience everything from my point of view and same with every other person on the planet that's all you're going to get and that's going to be your reality 99 percent of all the stuff that you're experiencing outside as a possibility is not going to happen you know what will most likely happen is the stuff that you create from within yourself will manifest in your outer world and so all of that stuff that we're supposed to feel bad for and the world is terrible we're actually co-creating that and so we can pick something that we're passionate about and serve it, not to say it doesn't exist, but it's the dwelling that can really cause the problem. So, 
you know, I think that it's just important for me having a unity grace on a few, a few, few podcasts ago and just accepting all as self, all is me, all is creation, all is perfect. You know, this dirty part of me is not me. No, that's me too. And I, you know, the last, I'll sum it up with, I was editing a podcast today and I was going through, I do a meditation kind of thing as I edit them. And, you know, I always say your whole uh, harmonious, balanced, perfect, just as you are. And then I'm just like, and then I say something about, oh, well, you know, accept yourself as imperfect. And I was like, oh, wait, like those are, those are different. Um, but it is the same. It's like, we're, I always say it's like a kid riding a bike. If you're five years old, you're not going to know how to ride the bike. You're going to fall. And through life, we're just going to continuously make mistakes. And all of that is a part of us. And all of that is okay. And all of that is perfect. And all of reality in this existence is perfect and is the one source. So that's my rant that I wanted to just hand back to you. I do have a question, but if you want to add on to that, I, I do, love it. I, yeah, I, I felt like I got out what I wanted to get out. You, you know, your rants don't sound like rants. They're very loving. <laughs> and I wanted to say something to you, which is, um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of interviews over the years and you and I have never met before. Um, but I feel super comfortable with you. And I noticed that in my body and that's not always the way. And so to me, that's testament. Um, you know, my body is my barometer. and My body tells me a lot about the energy exchange I'm having with somebody. And yet you have this lovely, I think the strength of holding that you have, partly because you're doing your mission and you really believe in what you're bringing to people through this show. So it makes it a pleasure to be your guest for one of them, but also that, that masculine that you were talking about that you have but within that, you have this massive kind of heart and receiving ability and peace energy, which is really beautiful to to be on the other side of. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you didn't grow up in England 10 years before, because uh, <laughs> you know, England also has its own thing about repression and expression. But um, I just wanted to, to, to say that because I was thinking that when you were speaking. And, and as to your meditation, you what I love about what you bring up about well if i said you know if one part of it's you're perfect just as you are and then another part's except that you're imperfect i use words a lot i you know words are part of my medicine and my magic i guess and i did took me years to figure that out and um but they are and yet words can be so slow and so clunky compared to just pure energy transmission but i understand that i'm a word weaver to help people get there. So with what you just said, how I see it is when you gave that mantra, you are perfect and whole just as you are, there's a really beautiful frequency on that. When you give the line, um, accept yourself as imperfect, it's a much more closed, lower energy frequency that that line has, but it's key because as we start to go, oh yeah, I'm whole and I'm perfect just as I am, we cannot help but hear this other voice, whether we hear it as words or whether it's just an energy imprint. Well, I don't know if you are because that model on the front of that magazine has a six pack. And you know, there's all of this societal conditioning about what's right, what's wrong, what's success, what isn't, what's loving. So we, we, we're trying to get back to the perfection of that first line of yours, but it does mean we have to acknowledge and work with all the other supports that we might need to get there. Like you need to hear, uh, accept you're imperfect because there's a part of your brain going, I'm not perfect. I'm, and again, I'm not saying we all hear it in words because most of us don't, 
but it's in the energy field, it's in the culture, it's in the ancestry. So for us to take all of that armor off and get back to the, the, the center is, is kind of why I think that other sentence is so important. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for that clarity. I really enjoyed it. And and I really like what the last thing you said about taking the armor off because on the big picture side of things or the way I see the world going, that is the true courage of how we need to move forward in this. This has to be a peaceful revolution on the planet. And, you know, Gandhi did it. And, and we can, that's like essentially the egos, that, that armor, you know, we have this idea of who we are and we're protecting that. And it doesn't really care if we, we harm someone. And if you can let that go and you can be fully vulnerable and authentic, it doesn't mean you're weak and it doesn't mean that people step over you. It just means that you're comfortable with how things come in because you're ultimately allowing the external force to let you feel some way. So that's your own business, you know, and so you can alchemize that and you can train them. And, and as a society, when we can move towards this, this harmony and this peace and this acceptance of something else, you know, and just, and then open up and just let that go, you know, let the armor come down, hug your brother and sister. You know, I was going to do a video on the power of giving a proper hug and, as a society as a whole, if, if we were just normally giving hugs, if that was the standard, that alone would be such a beautiful upgrade. And, and that's something that I would, I would love to see in my lifetime. Um, and I guess where I had an interesting question for you because uh, Jim Carrey has been coming up a lot and I did a little bit of a video around, you know, cause I'm getting a lot of different perspectives from where people are they'll share what they think about Jim Carrey. Some think he's just straight out nuts. Some think he's a spiritual ascended master now, right? And uh, my perception and, and what I shared was that creating the roles, it, he's, a, he's a brilliant case study in the ego. And what he shares in his documentary is as you step into another human being and you, and you think like them and you believe like them and you act like them and you fully immerse and you forget the identity of Matt or Lee or whoever, you forget that identity and you need to become Matt. Well, you need to think how I think, you know, believe what I believe, identify with martial arts and sports and consciousness and, you know, pursuing whatever <laughs> stupid crap I think about um, and you fully immerse. And if you can do that, you're going to leave yourself behind. So then who is yourself? And so as a theater major, I was just wondering if you could give your perception on how you feel he's expressing that and, and what you think that overall message is. I love it. I love that you're bringing this up because I watch television very selectively. Um, there are a few things I like to watch um, and a lot that I can't watch for more than five minutes. Um, and I love that documentary with Jim Carrey, which myself and my partner Stephen watched a week ago. Um, I thought it was incredible. And I loved that he said that is it Paramount who did it? I can't remember which major studio, but they basically hid all those documentary tapes because they were worried that people would think Jim Carrey was an asshole or asshole, as they would say. <laughs> so I thought that was brilliant because, I mean, in terms of metaphysics, it's mind blowing. And, and I, I do understand what he went through. I understand that immersive process. I remember I was in a, a show over Christmas where um, where we did 60, 62 shows in five weeks and we were on a three show day on a Saturday. Um, it was, you know, one of those Christmas, they call them pantomimes in England, but they're like a Christmas show. They're like the most popular thing. So they get a lot of people coming. 
and I, I had this migraine and I never had a migraine in my life and my head was on fire. Every time I walked out on stage um, in the character, it was gone. And I was like, how the hell does this work? You know, and I've had really shamanic experiences with performance. Um, to me, I think performance was shamanic um, and, and that was why I was so interested. So I think he's a really interesting example right now because he really pushes the edge and he's not fucking around. Like, you know, that, that viral video that went out of him talking to a woman outside of fashion. I mean, it was yeah. like, it was like when night met day and did not, you know, she, bless her, I get it. She just didn't know what the <laughs> hell was going on. She was totally in the programming of what this is supposed to be and did not know how to connect with him or how to bring it back. So that was fascinating and he didn't care. Um, so I think in a way it's perfect because he's such a visible figure um, that if he's, he's really willing to not care about what people think of him because he's gone through his whole life having to work on that. So he's kind of a really interesting symbol to me of, of this whole period of um, awakening. And I remember he did some beautiful videos a few years ago that I saw like a speech he gave for graduates. Um, and he was, yeah, it was very moving. So I'm enjoying this out there phase that he's in as, as, a, as, a, as a watcher because I definitely, I'm, I'm not as identity removed as he is at this point in my life. So I can't say I feel the same way as him, but I love watching him in action and, and hearing some of the truths that come out of him that I really identify with. And I just, I just love the unbridled nature of it. And it's also a really good two fingers up to what, what success is supposed to be. Because, you know, in, in polite society, Jim Carrey should just now go away or make a film every three years. And we're all happy he's in his mansion and he gave us all this pleasure and we've got all his DVDs, but he's, he's had his time now. He now needs to go to his grave as a celebrated star. And I'm like, good for him. He's not playing that game. He's he's human and he's having a life and he's had an experience in a very unique system and a very unique position in the world. And now he's going, and this is who I am now. And people are freaking out about it because he's not, you know, God Almighty or whatever, Bruce Almighty, you know, whoever people have decided he is. So he's really playing with people's minds without, I don't think he's trying to, I think he's just being him. That's my yeah. take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, I really liked in the documentary where he, uh, and if you look, you look at the documentary, and he says that it, every movie, I can tell you how it reflected, you know, that point in my life. And you look at his movies, you know, the mask pulling off the mask, mm -hmm. uh, um, Bruce Almighty being God, uh, the Truman Show, everybody want like, just and and they're all takes that you can relate on going through. And I can say, you know, I've done the work, and you know, I say done the work because you do the work, and then I also read some things and uh, very high level teachings where it's like just let go of the ego. You know, there doesn't need to be any work. And <laughs> I'm just like I believe that. It's just like, but why am I doing all this work to like let go of Matt's ego? You know, and I totally get it. I wish I could be removed, and and I can recognize that level of mastery. And I think it's a really good segue because, you know, for me. There's the three most influential people in the world are actors, athletes, musicians. Uh, maybe I'm missing, but that's where I'm at. And the reason why that I did Zen Athlete is that my podcast is all on consciousness and things like that. I just need one or two pro athletes to say mental training is good 
And now overnight, we've got millions of kids meditating. We can set up a system for them, and this is stuff they can apply to their lives. Jim Carrey, with such a huge audience, is sharing this stuff. And so this kind of goes into you know, the conscious media, and we're both going to be at the conscious media festival, and you create conscious media. I create conscious media. And even you could say what that the definition of conscious media I don't know. For me, it's just something that comes from you. That's not trying to be cool. That's trying to be of service or express yourself in the way that you authentically want to express yourself. Um, so maybe you can touch a little bit on um, conscious media, maybe something that you'll talk about. Or when we, we spoke before about giving people the courage to start creating because we are creators and we just uh -huh. have new platforms. It's just you have this idea of creating you know and it's sucking and like last podcast i i said the wrong name and i didn't get that i was like okay oh, <laughs> kevin I was like what happened live i was like oh my god and like it was fine and i'm going through the podcast trying not to beat myself up and it's fine and then it'll come back and then i'm in the car and i'm just like boom f-bomb you know the anchor comes in like what are you doing but it's a part of it and it's and it's okay too you know so you know, just to encourage people to express because we are creators and we're obviously imperfect. Well, you've just tapped on something that goes back to the Jim Carrey documentary, which, by the way, is on Netflix. If you haven't checked it out, what's it called? Jim and Andy? Jim and Andy. Yeah, Jim yeah, and Andy. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's all about the making of the movie The Man on the Moon, which I still haven't <laughs> seen. I should, I should go and watch that. But um, um, what you're really talking about is is being real. And isn't it interesting that, that documentary was suppressed for 20 years because the executives didn't want to show what was really going on behind the scenes in case it damaged the public's relationship to their product, which they had invested money in and they wanted money back at the box office. Now, I'm a bit of a box office nerd. It's one of my nerd outs. It's one of my, I've got a thing about numbers. So there's a website called Box Office Mojo and I check it like three times a week. Because um, I just can't help myself. I'm kind of interested. I'm like, how did it, how did it do? Um, what did it cost? Did it profit? Did it lose? And of course, you know, part of creating conscious media is I have to figure that stuff out. You know, um, I think people know you for being on camera or on the podcast, but the truth is, you know, it's mostly chop wood, carry water behind the scenes and figure out the elements, the budgets, the things that are needed to make all of this happen behind the scenes. So really what you're pointing to about the whole, okay, I got someone's name wrong is um, no editing. I think we're in a phase of time where things that were previously edited, packaged to us, like you mentioned, the media was all controlled. It was certain newspapers, certain TV channels, and that was it. That was, everything was filtered to us. Whereas now, thanks to the internet, it's this mass of, of everything. So um, yeah, I think that really kind of segues back to the documentary and how the documentary i think this i bet i bet if i do watch man in the moon i'll enjoy it 10 percent as much as i do i knowing me i'll probably get through the first 15 20 minutes but i loved the behind the scenes so um conscious media festival what am i doing there i don't know um and that's kind of normal <laughs> for me because we're, we're three months four months away so i don't i don't need to know the details um but i what i do know is I'm really good friends with Regina Meredith, who I love, and um, we were both at the conscious, we were both uh, appearing there, and then she suggested she and I work together. So um, we're going to, I believe she's going to 
interview me in channel mode, which is not something I would do for anybody, but I love her and I trust her and she's so good with channeling. She really knows the right questions to ask. So I think part of it, she wants to talk to the Zs about um, new solutions, new, new ways of being in the coming years, which I think will be an interesting aspect. Um, and then for me, probably really what I'm gonna talk about is the path of um, being the creator. So one thing I've got next year that we're um, just about to announce, I think we'll open booking on January the 3rd. I've been sitting on this training for two years and it's finally ready to come out and it's going to be called Impact the World, How Creatives, Changemakers and Entrepreneurs Become Who They Are Here to Be. Um, it's going to be in San Diego for five days live and then I'm going to do two months of follow-up um, calls every two weeks with all the participants so that we can just do more Q&A around people's implementation of everything that I've taught and downloaded to them on the course. And the course really is two things. It's, it's the front face of what we do. So, okay, you're somebody who feels like you have a message, you kind of know what you want to do and you're, you're thinking about it, but you're not sure of the name, you're not sure of the direction, you've never done a video before, we're going to look at all of those front-facing things. Um, equally, you might be somebody who's got a six-figure business, but you feel like you need to go somewhere else with what you're doing and there are some other elements you want to add. But the other side of it for me is giving equal time and weight to the part of us that goes, oh, I, I don't need to do this because Elizabeth Gilbert's already doing it. Or, well, Tony Robbins is doing what I do and I, there's already him, so why would I do this? And, I can totally process the hell out of you on all of that stuff in a very nice way, but in a way that will get you back to um, that will get you back to the part of you that needs to say yes and not no. And um, there are so many aspects around creating the media for the world that I love talking about and I love teaching people. Um, but really, more than anything, I'm really passionate about seeing people get activated into what they're doing in the world. Um, and because I've got 14 years experience of it personally and working as a transformation guide with people, um, I, I now feel really ready and excited about teaching this. So I think I'll be bringing some of that energy and some of those um, tools, learnings, um, inspirations to Austin. Um, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to your course. I'm glad you're sitting on it for two years. I actually, my good friend, Crystal, she's a, she's a channeler too. She was on the podcast a couple of times and she's a spectacular human being. I've seen her do things in real life that people would think is at a Star Trek, you know, with, with intuitive abilities that I've, I've never seen anyone else do. So she's sitting on stuff and it, and it's almost like that energy or that ability to connect with spirit or this, is, you know, they, one of the things I consistently hear in the books that I read, whether it's autobiography of a yogi or, or anything else, it's when we activate that next dimension, the multidimensional self, as in when you channel, there's frequencies up there, there's information or the Akashic records or whatever. And one of the ways it's put is that you have access to all information of the entire whole. So every, if you want to learn martial arts and you're in a street fight, you know, then you can tune into Matt and Matt will help you. But at that point, you probably won't be fighting someone else, but you have access to that information and that wisdom. And so it seems like higher level knowledge is coming in 
And as this overload comes in, it's equally important to do the work to connect with your heart, knowing that you don't need to read any books, you don't need to do any courses, you don't need to do any of that. Just do what you're inspired to do, and they help. It's both. It's both and. So because there's so much, if it resonates and that's where you are with it and it feels good and you're going to find the right person you know, coming in from a green person never doing anything walking to your seminar, it's going to be like a rocket. And that's going to allow people to accelerate because then you can put your your video on YouTube and mm -hmm. then it's out there and then you can share it and maybe it goes viral or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe it doesn't, but you're creating what you want to create. So it's um, I'm excited to see what you have to bring and I think it's going to be extremely valuable. I'm excited to be in Austin too, uh, to be with you, Regina. I only met her briefly, but she was so beautiful and warm and I got a really good hug in there, so yeah. I'm excited to see you guys as well. I think it's going to be a, a great time, and and that community is very supportive, right? She's worked really hard. That woman works her butt off, and when I first saw her interview, I realized how much I sucked compared to her. I was like, I'm doing pretty good, and I watched. I was like, whoa, like that's another level. That's really good. <laughs> so, you know, so I really I really admire her her style and her work ethic and and all well, that if stuff. I may. I think you're great. And number two, and that's not just me kind of blowing smoke because you brought it up. I mean, I mean that truly. And it's funny because I've got a couple of guest speakers at the Impact the World training, and one of them is Regina. I've asked Regina to do a section called The Art of the Interview. And when I first proposed it to her, um, she said, well, you can't really teach it. It's just a connection. And I was like, oh, you can. Um, not because, <laughs> because I said, even, even that line, Regina, is key. Even even people understanding that. So she's going to do about um, about 75 minutes um, of presenting her kind of top tips for interviewing, giving some examples of when they go well and when they don't and how to kind of deal with it and then answer um, students questions um, there and then. So I just want to throw that at you that um, she would argue that you're doing great because I know what she would say if she was sitting here right now. And I, you know, I, I think also. For me, what, what Regina brings, as well as her own personal wisdom and her, um, her her heart and her love and her very high vibe frequency, I love that she bridges um, she bridges time for us too because she's been doing this for a while, you know, and she was a newscaster in the 70s. Um, so I really love that she has a kind of knowledge and an understanding of of how this has all been playing out in the last 30, 40 years, and yet she brings such a fresh thing to it. So that to me is 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 so valuable. And um, even though she's still very sprightly and, and young in herself and in her human body, she actually has really been doing it for a, a long time. So that I always think that the energetics of a person is key. Like when you told me at the beginning of the call, you're like, oh, I, I do martial arts. My first thought was, Oh, whenever I'm in the same place as him for a day or two, I'd love to do a lesson with you on martial arts because I know because it's you, your frequency would elevate me really fast because the frequency of a person's ability or a person's mastery, if you're open, you can dance with very quickly if you know how to just be in that energy field. So um, so that's two things I'm saying, really. One is I'd like to book you for a martial art uh, lesson. <laughs> and two, um, that, yeah, I think Regina just brings, I think she brings more than she even realizes to the table. Um, and I, I, know, I always tell her how much respect there is for her out in the world because I hear it all the time. And I think it's really important she's celebrated, um, especially as 
I think women don't tend to be in the way that men are, or men will go after that celebration and women will do it in a more quiet way. So I'm always, um, always thrilled when I see her being celebrated. Amazing. Well, thank you, brother. I really appreciate that feedback. And yeah, the yeah. lesson for sure. I, I would love to. I get I, I it's one of the things I can do is I'm a really good teacher, snowboarding, martial arts, you I know, consciousness. Tell. It's, mm -hmm. you know, I because I, I, I just take it all in. I, I'm always whatever it is, I want to learn it. Right. And that's the podcast, too, is these people that I respect and I want to learn more from. Well, then I get an hour and a half of your time to speak honestly about, you know, life and what's going on and I'm growing and you know, so then you can share those abilities with someone else and because you want you want them to succeed, you want them to have that joy. So it'd be an honor to share that with you anytime, man. I, I and it's a small world, so I can definitely see it happening. Definitely. Um, can I say one thing? And this is really important because, you know, we're talking about the parts of our minds that stop us doing things. Oh, are we good enough? Are we a good enough interviewer? I bet you everyone listening or most people listening who are feeling based will agree with me that it's the same reaction I've had to you. Being on air with you or listening to you on air is like getting a hug from you. I really, I really mean that. It's like there's an energy that comes out of you that is, because I think you're so intentional and you have these intentions and you, you know, you really, really are devoted to what you're doing. Um, and that really comes across. So, you know, you could sit there and read the Bible for all I care, I would still feel like, <laughs> I would still feel that Matt Belair energy coming either into the audio or through the video. And I think that is something that, that we were never trained to understand or acknowledge, that we now have to understand and acknowledge. The Z's said to me several times on days where I did not want to get on camera and film my energy updates, my monthly things, you know, I'd either be having a rough day or I didn't think they would be like, or I wouldn't think I, I had anything. And of course the, the irony is I never have a message before I turn the button on anyway. So it's not, it's, but I would just, I just wouldn't feel, and they would say, just get on camera. They would say they're not looking for your information. They're just happy to see that you're still alive with them down on the planet. And it really hit me. I was like, oh my God, because I, I knew that was true. And I was like, wow, really? So it's just, and it, it's, that, it's that old adage, just show up, you know, the rest takes care of itself, but just be willing and find the resources and the timing to show up. So I just wanted to throw that at you. Man, well, I appreciate you and thank you so much. I, I graciously, I appreciate everything you're saying. It, it means a lot and, you know, yeah, it means a lot. And, and, and even within myself to, you know, sometimes make a joke and demean yourself for something that you work on. It's old programming, you know, that I'm still working through is, you know, just letting it, letting it go. So, you know, like to hear that is uh, received and, and uh, really appreciated. So, so thank you, man. Yeah. Um, I could sit here and, and talk to you all day. I know that you have um, some other things to do now. You know, I said this at the beginning of the show. Um, if there's anything that you wish that I had asked or anything that the show brought up, you know, the floor is your, I'll, I'll sit here and I'll enjoy for as long as you want to wrap. Um, and, and if you, if you just want to leave the listeners with, with final thoughts, um, I'm open to any of those, those options, but it's been a real treat, man, to get to know you and, and chat. It's been a real pleasure and I'm really excited to meet you in person and I will, I will hunt you down for that martial arts lesson because I'm a complete beginner so I've never done it before so I feel full trust in, in doing that with you um, and um, 
yeah, no, you know, the only thing I would say is to, to anyone listening or watching that um, if you're still listening or watching, um, then um, I'm really jazzed about the Austin Conscious Media Festival. I think it's going to be amazing. And I, I just feel a lot of great energy around it and not just the actual three day event itself, but what it's going to seed and birth in the years to come. Like you said, there were people who have become lifelong friends for you. And I really feel that it feels like a melting pot of people who are coming together to reconnect, reactivate themselves, activate themselves and do some beautiful and much needed work on the planet in the coming years. Um, and the only thing I would I would I would say is, you know, you can get my free videos. Um, you, if you sign up for my newsletter at LeeHarrisEnergy.com, um, there are free videos that come out at least every month, if not more often. We often have special offers on things, keep you up to date in all my events. And the one big thing I'm doing at the end of the year is um, a seven day online event called Rebirth 2018. Um, on December the 28th, I'm going to do a 90 minute live broadcast, which will be me speaking about the energies of what we've just walked through in 2017 and what's coming up in 2018. I will also be channeling the Z's on those topics and starting a process with you on December the 28th of alchemizing and integrating everything that you've been through this past year, ready to on January the 3rd on the final live broadcast of the seven days to um, intend for your year ahead. And in the five days in between, we're going to have um, audio and video content for you that isn't live, that's pre-recorded. So for anyone who wants to take that rebirth journey, it's called Rebirth 2018. Um, it's a very conscious, intentional activation process across seven days across the new year. And um, all details are at my website, leeharrisenergy.com. Awesome, man. Yeah, that sounds exciting. I might sign up for that. I have to check it out. That's really good. You know, I think that uh, when we when we're moving into the new year, it's important to just reflect. And and I like the fact that you're integrating too, because we can kind of, you know, we just want to put it behind us. It's like, no, make peace with it, understand it, alchemize it, bring it in as a part of you, and that, now use that as your fuel to move forward. So I think there's going to be tremendous value. So I might have to check that out. Yeah, intention and release are the two core components of all my live workshops. And we're, we're bringing live workshops to Portland, Santa Fe, Costa Rica, North Carolina, um, the Omega Center next year, um, as well as Impact the World, which will be at the end of April in San Diego. And um, yeah, I, I'm a big believer in you've got to have the two. You've got to let the two rub up against each other and feed each other. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've done that kind of work in a one night live workshop at various countries around the world over the years. And this year, I'm glad that wherever you are in the world, you can take that workshop and it gave me the opportunity to do it across seven days. So um, yeah, we've, we've, we've had a really uh, lovely group of people and a, a, a large number of people signing up for it. So that's fantastic. So it's gonna, it's gonna have some charge. Yeah, amazing. Well, man, Lee, so great to meet you. Thank you for all your work. Thank you for committing to the path and and continuously growing and and refining and just contributing and you know being authentic. It's uh it's beautiful to see and I honor your work and I honor you. So thanks thanks for coming on and sharing it with everybody. Thank you, and likewise to you and to all of the listeners and and viewers that I'm sure are the same. But we just can't we can we can only hear you through the ethers. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in and thank you, Matt, for having me. My pleasure. All right, guys, thanks for watching. We love you. We'll see you in the next one. Big love. All right, that wraps it up, guys, with the man, 
the incredible Lee Harris. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I really love sitting down and chatting with him. I'm so excited to meet him in Austin. Uh, maybe we'll meet up a little before and uh, I'll, I'll give him a martial arts lesson. Um, that would be great. But yeah, Lee, you know, just in that meeting, that's one of the beautiful gifts that I have, you know, doing the podcast is that I am having these conversations with amazing souls that I would love to chat with all day, every day. And then I'm just like, you know, you guys are along for the ride with me, um, you know, and I'm just exploring these different thoughts and these beautiful teachers and just, you know, being in their space and their vibration. It's just a really, you know, amazing treat. So I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to have that conversation and I'm grateful that, you know, you guys are coming along. If you liked the episode, share it, leave a review in iTunes, um, visit Patreon. If you want, go to mattbelair.com slash store. So there's tons of ways to support the show. And I truly appreciate all of you guys who are, you know, taking the time to leave a review, uh, you know, support a little bit on Patreon, even if it's a dollar 44 a month, uh, you know, it allows me to eat the sandwiches and, uh, you know, I can keep working full time at the podcast because it's a full time gig. And I'm I'm grateful and blessed to be able to bring these people to you and and sit sit down and have these conversations. Um, for those of you guys who want to come out to Austin, the Conscious Media Festival is going to be baller. I was there last year. I made lifelong friends. Had a really powerful experience. Uh, you know, it, it's it was uh, such a great group of high vibe people, and that's going to be March second to fourth. And I'm going to be presenting with Sandra Walter. Lee Harris is going to be there. Uh, there's going to be you know Joe Martino from Collective Evolution, Dan Winter, who I am so excited about, uh, and a bunch of other people. We got crypto people coming in. It's uh, it's going to be amazing and just the friends you're going to meet and the experience you're going to have. So definitely worth it. Last year, I knew how to get out there. So if you're interested, check out ConsciousMediaFestival.com. And that's about it. I think that's I covered everything. Um, follow me on social media and YouTube if you want. That's also cool. Um, and I'll keep keep doing the work. I'll, I'll, I'm working as hard as I can. And uh, soon I'll be going traveling. So I'm getting a lot of podcasts in the bank. And uh, if you guys have ideas for guests, just uh, send them through. I love hearing. Oh, yeah, and the coaching. I have a coaching form, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. And it seems like people really like forms because I had a ton of people um, fill out the form, like way more than I thought. And it's just it's just a time. I have to figure out that. So I think I'm going to do coaching groups with my travel. So if you're interested in coaching, get in, get get there. I'll, I'll get back to you and I'll, and I'll at least be able to get you started with some resources, things like that. And, uh, you know, some, only a, a couple people I can take on cause I got to commit to coaching one-on-one. It's a little bit more time consuming and I got to make sure I'm around to be able to support you and, and know that I can support you in, in the way that's, you know, going to, uh, benefit you the most. And, um, and then groups and stuff are coming down the pipe. I'm talking to unity grace and a couple other people about having a weekly thing. So stuff will be coming out. And, uh, yeah. And if you guys have any ideas, I'm all ears cause, uh, doing my best and just kind of winging it as I go along and just want to support you guys to the best I can. So, um, you know, before we close the show, I just want to send you, you know, my infinite gratitude, deep love, and, and just a reminder that you are beautiful, whole, perfect, just as you are. Um, I'm going through some really challenging stuff right now in my life and, uh, it's not always, easy life isn't always easy but you know when we can just uh do our best i guess you know you know you can you can always control your intention and i think i just share that so people really understand that it's not about uh floating around on a cloud of happiness all the time life is is really challenging and it can be really hard and it can be really painful and really sad and i'm going through all of that right now and 
um, you know, it's a part of it. And so it's not to kind of shun it away. It's just to go through it and, and actually move through it. Um, not going to lie. I did drink too, <laughs> which isn't the smartest thing to do, but, uh, you know, I'm definitely not perfect. And, uh, that's kind of what I like to share too, is like, I have no idea what's going on, but I do know that I'm doing my best and I do know that I'm trying to contribute. And so, you know, don't be so hard on yourself out there. No one's, no one's the best. There's a version of me that I aspire to be to. And I, and I think I hit probably 90% of that. Um, and I, and I hope that I'll keep improving that. So that's like a long winded share. Um, so hopefully it was valuable for whatever reason, but just kind of, I guess, felt compelled to say it. Cause I'm, you know, I'm powering through and, and continuing to do the podcast and still work while I'm, you know, in this state and, you know, that's my intention and that's my, my service and, and what I, what I want to do. So yeah, so it's just to say that life isn't perfect um, and it can be hard and, you know, just be easy on yourself, be kind to yourself and, and just do things that you feel matter to you. And that's it. So I'm just going to stop rambling and uh, invite you to come into a state of coherence and peace and love before we close the show. Um, and again, sending you infinite love and gratitude, a big, huge energetic hug from me to you, sending you all of my love, positive energy, support, forgiveness, kindness, uh, brother brotherhood and anything you know all my energy to you deep love and appreciation and gratitude you're perfect and 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 worthy just as you are no matter what you're doing just by being here um so that's it so i'll invite you to just come and take in a deep breath in through your nose and just imagine powerful universal light coming in an energy that connects all things all life on the planet a divine force to see this energy showering you coming down from the universe as you let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. Take another deep breath in through your nose, imagining this light filling every fiber of your being, every cell and every atom, this powerful, universal light. Just letting that breath out slowly. Now taking another deep breath in through your nose, just focus your attention on your heart because where you place your attention, you place your awareness. And now as you sit in the space in the center of your heart, I want you to imagine one person or one thing in this life you're really grateful for. And now I want you to double that feeling of gratitude that you're feeling, really connect to that feeling of gratitude and also love and appreciation, just gratitude, love and appreciation and allow that feeling to wash over your body and magnify that feeling, magnify it, just magnify it again until you're just overwhelmed with this feeling. I want you to send that energy out to everybody you saw today, sending them out love and gratitude. I want you to send them out support, letting them know that they're worthy, they're good enough, they're whole, they're balanced, just sending them love and gratitude to everyone you've ever met in your life, to all your friends and family, everyone you grew up with. Now send this energy out to the entire planet with a pulse from your heart. Just imagine this pulsing energy moving through the entire planet at light speed. Each time, each pulse is sending love and gratitude to all beings, to all life, to nature, to the animals, to the seas, to the people, everybody on the planet just sending them your unique signature of love support and gratitude 
And now as you see that energy go out, I want you to see it start to come back to you like a tidal wave magnified a hundred thousand times, a million fold, and just allow this energy of love and gratitude and support to be received by you. Open yourself up to receive love and gratitude and support from all life. I'm sending it to you now, all of my love and gratitude. I invite you to just open up and receive that support from me, all of my love and appreciation and gratitude and all the love and appreciation and gratitude from the entire planet. Just wishing you to connect with yourself, to remember who you are, to be kind to yourself, to be supportive to yourself, to know that you're worthy and enough just as you are. So thank you so much to listening, for listening to this episode. I love and appreciate you, and I will see you in the next one.